Hello, Podicumans. Brett Maddox here. Today, we are diving right back into the Faith Once Delivered document that was produced out of the John Wesley Institute. You can check out our show notes for links to the John Wesley Institute and to this document, which is available for free download. Remember that you can connect with us on social media at Podichesis is where you can find us. You can email us at questions at podichesis.com, or you can connect with us through voicemail 404-635-6679. Now, let's start this episode of the Podichesis podcast and continue our discussion on the attributes of God. Hello, Podicumans, and welcome to the Podicesis Podcast, a podcast about what Christians believe and why it matters. I'm Brett Maddox, and once again, we're joined by your very best friends and two people who are wearing the same shirt they wore last episode, Alan Kaysen and Jim Morrow. How you guys doing? Man, how did that happen? I'm like the Steve Jobs <laughs> of the niche Christian Podicesis Catechumen <laughs> world. I have three things that I wear. <laughs> Um, because everything else is idolistic excess. <laughs> idolistic, very. I don't nice. know. I just I can't get words out, man. I know. Welcome. That's, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I need. Where, I... Where's my lucky shirt? I should have worn that. <laughs> Alvin, There's the reason doing? nobody else is in this room because this is the same. It hasn't been washed in a week, and so uh... in fact, I haven't <laughs> left this chair in one whole week. I've been right here. I'm so hungry. <laughs> You were fasting for this episode, for this episode. for this one episode, you and uh, and uh, for those of you who are on uh, our YouTube at Podicesis is the handle there on YouTube. Yes, um, you will see that I'm wearing the same sweater I wore last episode <laughs> as well. So maybe you're getting a, probably, maybe you're getting can, a little. I probably can in the editing process. I can probably make it a different oh, color. Very nice. You know what? You know what? <laughs> I think next time we should all wear green. So that Alan can green screen stuff onto our show. Yes, that'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. So y'all hey. are getting a little inside baseball of how we record these things, and you can kind of tell. Have to say that. Oh, you you're right. Never that. mind. Uh, scrap that. Scrap that. You don't have to. What do you tell? What do you? Hey, hey Caleb, really our editor, did, did uh, take that out. Just take that. Out. Hey, okay. So before we get started, I've got to ask a question. Um, who among us has seen and finished Andor? Oh my the gosh. new Star Wars television so good. show. Brilliant. I'm still on Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> That's the truth. He's How still waiting for it to come out in theaters. I'm, I'm still waiting for the special edition of Return of the Jedi on VHS. Oh gosh. <laughs> All right. So I'm just for real say, though. I've never thought... seen Mandalorian or any of those. Any yeah. I have seen all the Star Wars movies, but. And Alan is literally leaving. <laughs> Alan's just leaving. <laughs> Alan is gone. Um, Alan says, I've had it. <laughs> well, okay. So two things, two things. One, Brett, um, this is your two-week notice uh, for you. Um, somehow you've kept Probably this a new from host. us because I, I can't trust the honesty of your resume anymore because this fact wasn't disclosed. Um, you have two weeks um, to... <laughs> Either remediate and go watch some some TV, okay, or yeah, binge uh, watch. Yes. We're gonna replace you. <laughs> uh, we're gonna replace you with Tony yes. Miltonberger. Ooh, um, Tony, yeah, Milton Hauser, Milton Hauser, <laughs> Garden Hauser, <laughs> Tony Milhauser. Uh, 
Yes. I think it's the best Star Wars thing out. I, it's pretty good. I would say best Star Wars on film. Oh, film. Mm. Ever, put this, ever, ever, ever recorded. Ever recorded. It is really good. And, and it doesn't have a lot of Jedi or Force or really any of that. So it's really good. Um, hey, listen, you, you just reminded me. This week, I walked into my office and um, my computer is on a desk and I have another desk behind me. You see the kind of how my mm-hmm. setup here. Um, and so oftentimes I'll sit just like this and with my back to my main desk and I won't even see it. So I was probably in here for like 15 minutes before I turned around and this book, Star Wars, the see? complete locations. Yes, it is. Um, it's episode one through six. <gasps> and it is just a um, um, a large a collection of pictures and tells you where everything took place. But it was just on my desk. Oh, yeah. Like, like, like a, a fairy just dropped it <laughs> off without me knowing about it. And I just want to say to the person that's, Probably never listened to my podcast. No, uh, or this podcast. They Thank haven't. you. This is awesome. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> like so, it was just a that's you know, a, that's fantastic. a nice little gift. So Star Wars, the films, is a trilogy of trilogies. A trilogy, <laughs> right? But it is one franchise. <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah. Oh, I see what you did <laughs> I there. I see, I see what, what you did there. So. So when we talk in about analogies way, for the Trinity, in a way, this one breaks down. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of God, <laughs> one God in three persons. Did I do it? Did I get it? No. Did it work? <laughs> it's close, right? No. Alan's dying over there. <laughs> So you have the prequels, yes, the originals, yes, and the crowd. and <laughs> and, the... <laughs> and and Ray, <laughs> the three combined uh-huh. form. I, I'm I'm just going to say franchise. <laughs> I, I think I don't I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm making a clever, smooth. No. An excellent no. transition and segue oh, yeah. into the topics of the day, oh. which once again, oh. in our trilogy of Trinity episodes, this is the Council of Alderaan. <laughs> <laughs> into our discussion today, yeah, on that's the very, that's podcast very, well, of the yeah. Trinity from the tr- well, as we go through the faith once delivered, a document mm-hmm. formed out of the John Wesley Institute's summit called something. The summit, that you I think can find on nextmethodism.org. <laughs> I don't Great think their summit segue. was actually called something. Hey, welcome to something 2022. You know, that segue <laughs> was about as good as the Thanksgiving uh, parade uh, little thing that Brett did. I'll last tell you, episode. it was better than well, Brett's I, impersonation it, of me. Well, it's you true. know, it was almost, it was by hair, the hair of... Um, Your chinny chin chin. Uh, yeah. Was it one iota better? Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Ronaldo's hair that touched the ball. Anybody watch the World Cup? Sorry. All right, Trinity, how are we doing? Um, I don't uh, know, but if this podcast turns into a soccer fanboy <laughs> podcast, I don't, I don't know that I can hang. 
So <laughs> confession real quick, before we really get into Trinity, I really have become a little bit of a soccer fan. And so I apologize to my two other <laughs> You mean hosts. football. Uh, football. Football. That's a, is that a Russian accent? Football. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I don't, I don't know. We probably should get again. into the episode. Think, this is, this you know is what's going to happen is we're going to, that's going to get automatically censored. It's going to be true. on YouTube and that's going to turn into like bleeps. Yeah, Ooh. that's true. Football, so, football. Do y'all do y'all see this shark going across the screen that we're about to jump? I think mm. we're I think we're getting ready. And once again, a uh, reference from sixties and seventies television from <laughs> Brett Maddox, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, paragraph to move 30. into the Trinity, tell us what tell us a little bit about what we're going to experience today, uh, Reverend Maddox. Yeah, so we've got uh, uh, introductory paragraphs on each person within the Trinity: Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, this will be there will be other sections that are coming up that'll go into each persona more in depth, but uh, this these are just introductory uh, paragraphs on the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So I am going to turn it over to Mr. Kaysen. All right. For our five listeners still, still with us, um, <laughs> paragraph 30 says this, at the same time that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are distinct persons, they are united in a single Godhead. The Son and Spirit, because they are from the Father, who is the source of divinity, share in the Father's divine nature. As the Nicene Creed says, the Son is God from God, light from light, true God of true God, begotten, not made, of one being or nature with the Father. Jesus claims this relationship with the Father when he told the apostles, the Father and I are one, John 10, 30. The Son and Spirit are one with the Father in the sense of possessing all the attributes of the Father's divinity. Because of this, they reveal the invisible Father. Yeah. Yeah. So you have this introductory paragraph that is laying out this idea of, of course, the diversity of the within the persons of the Godhead, but also the unity um, within the Godhead of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit of the same substance. Um, but they're not... You know, again, like we talked about last week, you're not, you know, the Son is not just some mode of God that appears at some particular time, and the Spirit is not some different, you know, the mode of God at another time. No, that's not what we're dealing with here. They each are distinct. They each are, but they are God. So it's not—we don't worship three gods. We don't worship, you know, two demigods and a, and a real God. What we have is we've got God— who reveals himself through three distinct and uh, and specific personas or persons? Um, so, and that same substance argument becomes that's that really becomes the linchpin argument in the Council of Nicaea of of how to work out this these issues of how do we not move into polytheism? How do we not? How do we keep our monotheistic framework while also uplifting? the revelation that we have from Scripture of the uniqueness and distinctness of each person within the Trinity. And so this uh, same essence, same substance, uh, the word uh, in the Greek was homoousius. Um, and so um, that, that, that word becomes a, a focal point um, in that discussion. So, I mean, what do y'all think about that paragraph? I mean... Uh -huh. I, I love I love that part of the Nicene Creed, by the way, uh, where that he, that gets lifted up here. Um, God from God, 
light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being or nature, same as substance, um, with the Father. Um, I've always just loved that that piece of the creed itself. Yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful poetry. Talk to us a little bit about, help us understand what is uh, this distinction in here talks about begotten, not made. Mm. Begotten, not made. Talk a little bit about what that distinction looks like. It has, I mean, it's it's the incarnation, right? So that's... uh that's implicit in that, right? Um, what are your thoughts, Jim? <laughs> I'm gonna turn it over to you. So, the sun, the sun, um, because the term "the sun" is is used yeah. in the Trinitarian formula, um, and we often think of it as only the incarnate Christ, but the Son is a person of the Father, also the Word. Is yeah. is another way that the scriptures put it, um, and to be made means to be created of different substance, or to to find a a beginning point in time and history, right? So I was born um, at a undisclosed year of very few years ago, because I am young and energetic, um, <laughs> but. The nature of the term begotten or, or um, monogenesis, uh, my Greek pronunciation is horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, it refers to the fact there was never a time where the sun was not, but he's manifest or right. or sent or right. um, brought forward. But there's never been a time when the sun did not exist in the Godhead. Now, it is, it is a sense that... Um, the Father does have sending and speaking um, that the Son is a part of. But there, to be made means, would uh, imply a different, of a different substance, like I am a different substance. Of my, I have my own DNA from my parents, mm-hmm. um, but, and then I was born at a certain time of history, and they had existence before I did, mm-hmm. right? But begotten means no. This is this is God of the same substance, and there has never been a time where the Son was not. So mm-hmm. those distinctions, it's like it's not just an old King James word like some so and so beget, so and so beget, so and so. It does have some meaning in that. Mm-hmm. There was never a time when the Son was not. Right. Yeah. So, but um, there was also, a time an when He came. There was, yeah, there was a time. time. There was a time before the Son was incarnate in human flesh. Right. But there was never a time where the sun was not. Right, right. Um, I, I also have an answer, and it's in paragraph 31. Oh, is Yo, that right? Oh, he's ready to move yes. on. Look at him. He's just uh, like, let's look just at this. So these, look at so these claims are implicit in Scripture's description of Christ as the only begotten Son, John 1, 18. Um, since the Son is begotten of the Father, he possesses the same nature as the father, even as any offspring possesses the same nature as its parents and not some other nature. Because the son is the word or reason, uh, logos, of the father, John 1, 1, and the wisdom and power of the father, 1 Corinthians one twenty four, he is essential to the being of the father. So, yep. yeah. So here's... I love this passage I'm about to read to y'all. This is from Colossians. 
It's a good um, passage. It is. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a good was, book. I mean, I, I mean, like it. I mean, so, <laughs> this is um, so it's passage. So it's passages like this, which foundational. What you say? Foundational. <laughs> foundational. Oh. Huh. So it's passages like this that lead the church community to to have to deal with the nature of Jesus, the nature of the Holy Spirit, the nature of God. Um, and uh, so here's here it is. This is Colossians 1, 15 and, uh, through 20. I'll just read through 20. Uh, the Son is the image of the invisible God, firstborn over all creation. I mean, that one sentence in and of itself is so packed. For in him, in Jesus, in the Son, all things were created— Things in heaven and on earth. So in the Son, Paul is saying that in the Son, creation comes about. Um, we're created things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning of the firstborn from among the dead, so that everything he might have, in everything he might have supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. So it's, it's, it's passages like that in which the early church is you? I mean, th this is. They're not just coming up with something. It's passages like that in which they see that, and they see this language that the apostle Paul puts out. It says, "In He is the firstborn of all creation. He is the image of the invisible God." What do you do with that? How do you wrap your head around that? What does that mean about the nature of God? About the nature of Jesus? You you look at um, Paul's teachings on the Holy Spirit. You look at Moses's teach or the Genesis teaching on the Holy Spirit. Where was the Spirit of God? It was hovering over the waters at creation. So you've got these you've got these images. You've got these pictures that are painted throughout the revealed Word of God that have to. What do you do with that? How do you think about that? How do you bring it all together? Um, for important meaning for the Christian community. It's so packed. It's so beautiful. And one of the things that it, it, when you look at Jesus, like Jesus on earth incarnate in ministry, I mean, it, it's it's beautiful. Um, you think about Jesus coming into the hearts of the believer, that's beautiful. But when you step back and say, this is the very one the word that was spoken in the beginning of creation. Yeah. When you think yeah. this is the one in whom and by whom and through whom all things were made and made for him. Right. And then you think, like, doesn't that say um, when Jesus justifies me when I am, and I am being made new in Christ, his work is being applied to me by the Holy Spirit. Mm. Mm. That is, new creation is powerful. Mm -hmm. And maybe more. Yeah. It's when God spoke the universe into existence. 
Mm-hmm. And so it's not just like power to to kind of wash me off, but that's power to recreate me, to recreate you. And the cosmic nature of the fact that the sun existed pre-incarnation as well as as you know, walk the earth and, and is seated at the right hand of the Father, means that what Jesus has done had more impact than just say, hey, the 12 he was with, the people who heard him, or just you and me who accept him, quote, personally, um, but for the entire creation. That's a beautiful thing. Hey, I want to talk about something real fast. You remember, uh, Brett, you remember Depeche Mode. I think you were in their band. Um your own personal Jesus. You remember that? I do know the song. Yes. So, so let's talk about this. So the idea of a personal relationship with Jesus. Yeah. I want to talk about that real quick. Can I do it? Okay. Yeah, let's go. Should we have a personal relationship with Jesus? Yes. What does that mean? All right. Yeah, that, that's kind of a leading question, right? <laughs> yes. So the word personal usually means mine, private. Yes, it right. usually means unique to me. It means mm-hmm. not yours. This is my personal property, not your personal property. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a personal thing, which means that it's not your business mm-hmm. or that it has nothing to do with you. And so one of the things that's happened is um, this, I, I believe that we have allowed the the idea of a personal relationship with Jesus to be morphed by language into something a little different than what it should mean. Mm-hmm. I think a personal relationship has to do with the fact that God is person. God is persons. The, so the and very that fact the that you can have a relationship. Right. The relationship as is as one between persons. Mm. And that I should have it as a person to a person. It doesn't mean private. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. mine, mine only. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it, it, it does mean that your my, your understanding of God is not sufficient for me that I should have a relationship, but it's not so much as like mine and my personal relationship, like my personal relationship with my wife and children and family and friends. Mm. It has to do with the fact that God can relate as person does to person because God is persons. Mm. And that in that, in such God made it accessible, made himself accessible to us by one of his, the person of the son becoming flesh to further show us right, in yeah. that relationship. So it's not, personal doesn't mean private. Right. Personal doesn't right. mean my own. Personal means that the way that I relate to God is as a person relates to a person because God is persons. Right. There's my was little it, riff. I, there might it, be something there. Was it Fanny, Fanny J. Crosby who wrote uh, Blessed Assurance? Make room for Fanny. <laughs> but, you know, this Blessed Assurance, yeah. Jesus, Jesus is, is mine. mine. Yeah. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. And see, that's true. But as language morphs yeah. and changes, yeah. mine becomes my possession. Yeah. Mine becomes yeah. mine and my personal business and private. Yeah. Well, and I think we'll hit more of this on the next episode when we talk about how the, the, the relationship of the yeah. Trinity with itself invites us into community with one another. And so and in, and our community faith, into you know, the Trinity, yeah. Into the dream, right? So, um, no, I think, yeah, we, I think, you know, it's one of those things where words sort of change and morph mm-hmm. a little bit, and yeah, personal. So, so, does I, not I'm, mean I, private. so let me kind of take that what you're saying, Jim, to where I think you're going with that. Let's see. Is that the language of personal relationship or Jesus is mine? There is, there, that is true. There is yep. truth to that. 
But there's danger in it, too, because what would end up happening is we start making Jesus— if Jesus is mine, he's my possession, and in a sense, we start molding him in our image. Right. He becomes, So then our relationship with Christ is not, it's not our relationship with the authoritative Lord of all creation that molds us into his image. It's us taking ownership over him in some fashion and molding him, and thus our response to him and our obedience to him in our own image. Yeah, so there's the idolatrous piece to it. Yeah. There's also the severing of community. Uh, yeah, yeah, per, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you hear that, people who will say, uh, I, don't I, don't, need the church. I don't need church, I can just worship Jesus. I have God. my own personal relationship yeah, with yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Me it, and also, Jesus. it also removes the, uh, the interworkings of community, yeah. because... Um, the three of us listeners, the three of us, um, there's very little that these guys don't know about me and and vice versa. Like we share that kind of accountable relationship in a band kind of way. And there's more room to grow. Um, but if, if my relationship is personal and they see me, uh, on a trajectory towards something unhealthy or dangerous or, or not thinking well, or moving towards sin, and they tell me about that. Mm -hmm. And I say, well, this is my personal faith. Mm Mm-hmm. Then what I've done is I've cut off their ability as the community mm-hmm. um, to life. move me towards holiness and to keep me attached, Ooh. abiding in the vine. Mm. And so that's I, I don't I mean I'm not upset with the language at all, but I just think mm-hmm. that that you got to understand. Sometimes you just got to redrill the basics and understand what we mean by that. Mm-hmm. My faith is if my faith is so personal that it cuts me off from community, then I'm going to wither on the vine. I will make a shipwreck of my faith. And then the other fact is that, quite frankly, maybe it's either a balance or more realistically, Christ is mine, but I am Christ's. Mm. Um, and Christ is the church, you know, and his body is the church. Um, he is the head of the church. So we have to be able to to hold our personal relationship with Jesus to the fact that we are a community in Christ as well. Right. Hey, everyone, we will return to the show in just a moment, but we just wanted to take this time and tell you about some of our favorite people. As you know, the Podakesis Podcast is a proud member of the Spirit and Truth Podcast Network. Spirit and Truth is a movement of Wesleyan-minded Christians seeking to awaken and equip the 21st century church through the power of the Holy Spirit to share the gospel and make disciples of Jesus Christ. We long to see a new movement of Christians who are empowered by the Spirit, rooted in truth, and mobilized for the mission. For more information and resources, you can visit www.spiritandtruth.life. We also want to let you know about the Spirit and Truth Conference, March 9th through the 11th in Dayton, Ohio. Last year, uh, the Podakesis podcast crew went to this conference for the very first time, and honestly, it was life-changing. It was so impactful. And so we want to invite you to join us at this conference in Dayton, Ohio, March 9th through the 11th. You can register now. Registrations are open. Early registration is open at spiritandtruth.life, and you can follow the link there. You can also put the word podcast, podcast, 
in the discount code box and get a little bit of a discount on your registration. So uh, we hope to see you in Dayton, Ohio, March 9th through the 11th of 2023, as we all come together in worship, seeking God's spirit, and being uh, and, and just fellowshipping with each other as we grow closer to Jesus. And now, uh, that's all I have, so we're going to get back to our conversation about the attributes of God. Gosh, that's really good. That's it's good. Hey, you know what? Speaking of holiness... Will you tell me? Um, you know, the Holy Spirit makes us holy, helps us that become is... holy. I believe so. And, you uh, are just phenomenal uh, at reading ahead and segueing. It's not as good as my Star Wars segue. No, it's not. But hey, we're working on it. It's a, yeah. it's a thing. It's a, it's we're in going, progress. We're trying to but be see, sanctified. This is what, but um, this is what paragraph thirty-two says about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, it says likewise, the Holy Spirit, who is the Father's holiness, yeah. is only able by being of the same nature as the Father to sanctify us by making us partakers of the Father's holiness. Yeah. Although the Son and Spirit go out from the Father, they remain one with Him because they are eternally united to Him. As Jesus said, I am in the Father and the Father is in me, John 14, 11. Because the Son and Spirit are eternally united to the Father's being, they are themselves eternal and not creatures. Because the Son and Spirit share in the Father's eternal divinity, they are worshipped and glorified together with Him. The unity of operations by the Father, Son, and Spirit reveals the single rule uh, of the Father whose transcendent and providential will is actualized in creation. Say that ten times fast. Yeah. I mean, that's just good writing right there. It is so good. Um, So that that first line, the Holy Spirit who is the Father's holiness. Yep. Um, So when we think about the Holy Spirit, there were— Fire! Uh, bring it fire. There Sorry. are two two authors who have uh, who have helped me with this. Uh, one is um, a Catholic priest, John Renero, MacArthur. John, a Sorry, Catholic priest, uh, Renero Cantalamesa, um, who was the preacher to the papal household. How would you like that at your congregation? Oh, um, but <laughs> but uh, he wrote a book called "Come um, Come Holy Spirit" uh, or "Come Creator Spirit." That was it. And um, it's devotions on a, on an ancient hymn called the Vinnie Creator. Anyway, all of that to say is he he defined the Holy Spirit as um, the love between God the Father and God the Son in person. Mm-hmm. That in the Godhead, that love is personified, if you will. It is is it's such a concrete thing that it is personified. So, um, And so that which makes sense, by the way, because it's the Holy Spirit who's poured out onto us, the love of God, the grace of God, the, the power of God in person um, through the Holy Spirit. And so um, I've always, I, I love that image. And C.S. Lewis um, also has a great image where he talks about um, uh, the Spirit. He talks about uh, uh, the Spirit in this kind of relational sense as well, where he uses um, like a—how was the language he uses? He says, you know you know how you always talk about the Spirit of like a, a, a sports club or a Spirit of a, a, a group of people over here, like they have this type of Spirit that rises out of them. If you've ever gone to like a 
like a football game, right? And and you're in that stadium among thousands and thousands and thousands of football or game. a football. There's something kind of communal that rises out of that, you know, out of that group. Um, and so C.S. Lewis is tapping into that, and he says, well, within the Godhead, that thing, that communal aspect is such a real and concrete thing that it is the third person of the Trinity, um, and so the Holy Spirit. And so those two kind of images have always uh, helped me with understanding um, the Holy Spirit, hmm. especially in, in light of that line, the Holy Spirit is the Father's holiness. Uh, yeah. Um. I think, you know, going back to what Jim was sort of saying about the person or uh, personal, um, you know, if the Holy Spirit's job is to sanctify us because mm. it is the Holy, it is God's holiness. Yeah. You know, the more private we make our relationship with Jesus, uh, our relationship with God, then the... <laughs> We we limit the Holy Spirit's work in us through the community of faith, um, speaking life into us, correcting us, rebuking us, um, encouraging us. All those things. Um, the more we 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 draw in, the more we say, "Hey, no, you can't. You don't have access to this part of my life. You can't. You know, th- this is just me and Jesus." Mm then we limit the Holy Spirit working in us to sanctify us, to make us more like, more like him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I like that. I mean, uh, I like the, um, I don't, I don't know how often I hear about the Holy Spirit being God, God's holiness. Like mm-hmm. um, we hear comforter, we hear. Um, Sustainer. Um, sustain. I mean, um, but I like that idea of God, of the Holy Spirit being God's holiness. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason I said bringing the fires, like you think of fire as purifying, and that's mm-hmm. that's what God does through the Holy Spirit. He purifies us. He's, that's part of sanctification is sort of, you know, um, removing removing all the extra and the excess and the, um, ref, it's refining us, the, ref, the refiner's fire type mm-hmm. of thing. So anyways, that's... So that's I, I want to, I want to, share something with y'all that um, was shared um, on our Apple iTunes comments. Um, by the way, um, five-star review, five Come star on, review, bring it. Uh, five stars and, and leave a review. And uh, someone uh, left this review uh, for us. And I think it builds upon this idea of community, holiness, the power of the Holy Spirit, God's presence among us, not just personally, but in community to shape us. Now, I don't know if when we three started this podcast, if we thought there would be, if it was be much more than kind of an exercise for us three to have a creative outlet during the pandemic. But what has come out of this is certainly there is a community of people who listen to us. Um, I, I've, I have found that, that people enjoy listening to this podcast and have gotten a lot out of listening to this podcast, it's, it's very humbling in, in many re- respects for me uh, in thinking about the people who listen and whose faith is being bolstered. That's community, right? That's that's Holy Spirit work. Anyway, this guy wrote this. He said that 
The Podakesis podcast has been absolutely eye-opening in my spiritual life. Many themes that I believed I knew have been deconstructed to then be rebuilt again. For, you know, I don't know if, how many of y'all are on Twitter, specifically like Christian Twitter, but there's a lot yeah. of things about deconstruction of faith and, and whatnot. Soon, and, us, none of us, soon none of us will be on Twitter. Well, that's true. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but, Praise but, be yeah. to the Lord, come Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But anyway, this guy says, uh, uh, many themes I believed I knew have been deconstructed and to then be rebuilt again, and this time over a strong biblical foundation. I've gotten the opportunity to ride along with the greatest hosts and pastors in their own mind. <laughs> Who's talking mind. about? Like, what, what podcast is this guy uh, listening to? He's, this he's listening to uh, Plain Truth. <laughs> yeah, apparently. On this journey toward true Christian beliefs. I say gateway, and that's what he titled this review is The Gateway. I say gateway because that's what this podcast has been, an entryway to do more deep and meaningful learning. God bless abundantly this podcast and its listeners and its hosts. But that idea that on a small part, large part, I don't know. And this is not, I mean, I've gotten emails, I've gotten conversation pieces, you know, people talking to me, I've gotten, uh, there's uh, more uh, reviews like this. There's a community being built here, mm. and definitely the Holy Spirit is involved in that. The Holy Spirit is more than just involved. I think the Holy Spirit is building that. And so you see people dealing with issues of faith and issues of things going on in their lives, looking for answers, and there's a community that is around that. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah um, I mean, how, how? what else would—I mean, the Holy Spirit— how else could it happen without the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not our true, efforts, right? Yeah, and it's um, how else could we all be connected to one another besides the use of technology, of course? But just the Holy Spirit doing what the Holy Spirit does, um, mm -hmm. His holiness. It's good. Yeah, I, the, uh, the another end of that that I want to talk about with the personalization, just the the wariness, is that you're also going to rob the church of resource that the spirit is going to use out into the world. Mm. If everybody is privatized mm. their faith mm -hmm. and it's personal, not only are you not going to get the full benefit of what the spirit can do through others, but the church and the world are not either. Mm. Um, and that, I, it, it's, that's all I got. No. So Trinity... You know, I, I this whole idea um, of Trinity is, for me, I really locked into my Trinitarian belief and my Trinitarian understanding of God and, and my Trinitarian of, uh, understanding of doing ministry and just – I really locked into this when I realized that within the Trinity is where you get – within Trinitarian thought is where you get this idea of relationship. Like prior, like I always knew Father, Son, Holy Spirit, but prior to really thinking in about it, you know, I talked about my relationship with God. I talked about how God saved me, how God loved me. I don't think I really understood that idea of God's love, God loving me and God being love until I really locked in with this idea, with this thought of, of, the, of Trinity, God's nature. 
because you've got this idea that God and we're you know that God's re- like his very nature being love there's a relationship between the father and the son that is a very real and concrete thing that it that relationship within itself is the holy it is is personified in the holy spirit and then that's poured out to us the reason we have relationship we can have a relationship the reason why God loves us it all comes from this understanding of God's nature as Trinity. Hmm. And, you know, as Alexander said, when, the, when Alexander said uh, that salvation rests upon this, that's what he's talking about, the love of God poured out for us to make us, to mold us, to transform us into the people we were created to be. It rests on this. This is not some intellectual exercise for three guys to gather together or for people to write books or whatever to just, you know, spout theological philosophical ideas of this and that. This is this is relational. It is salvation. It is the work of God to make us into the people to to, to redeem creation. Mm. Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. All right, all right, all right. So these so first kind of, you know, first two podcasts of the Advent season. Um, are you guys excited for Advent? Are you excited for Christmas? Yeah, man. That's awesome. Have you got your trees up and everything? You got oh, everything gosh. decorated? Listen, I think there are three or four trees in my house. That's nice. I have mine too. We're yeah. doing the um, we're doing the whole um, decorate during Advent. Oh, and that's very so, intentional. Like is very it, intentional. Is it in, okay, totally let me intentional. ask you why it's intentional. Like, totally it's intentional. Totally intentional. It's intentional because of like theological and spiritual oh, formation reasons. Absolutely. Or absolutely all those reasons. Yeah. All the reasons. <laughs> all the yeah. reasons. Like so much so that like not the whole entire tree has lights. So it's like, oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're taking it slow. Listen, we went to go buy lights the other day. They were gone. I'm gonna yeah, end up with I'm a little worried about the top of the lights. tree. I'm a little worried about the top of the tree. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's all right though. It's all right. Advent, slow, taking it slow. Yeah. So, uh, I think I think this come this comes out in time. Um, here at First Methodist in Albany, a group, a beautiful, wonderful people got together and has just completely put together brand new facility wide Advent decor. Um, we had some beautiful stuff, but you know, it, it was, it was starting to show some age. Yeah. Right. Y'all, yeah, yeah. this do that. place looks amazing. I bet. Oh, That's it's awesome. amazing. Yeah. Here in Dublin, it's the same. I, I love it, man. I kind of stood in the pulpit for the very first time as a senior pastor and saw the decorations and saw the tree. And I was like, it, it really got to me. It was awesome. Um, we use blue instead of purple for See, our that's great. liturgical color. Yeah, I have a blue stole now. Um, I have nice. a blue stole I've never been able to use, and I, I still can't. I don't know why I'm not wearing it right now. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I do, because it'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all, uh, this is amazing. I hope yeah. everybody has a, a wonderful Advent and Christmas yeah. season. We'll we'll talk again before then. Um, you know what's a great read that fits right in with both the season and the um, topics we've been talking about? If anybody's looking for, it's not too hard to read, and it's kind of short, beautiful book. It's Ancient on the Incarnation by Athanasius. Athanasius, yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It is beautiful. Yeah. 
and gorgeous. Yep. It it's I mean it might be a little bit you might have to think as you read it. Oh, but it's okay, not insanely difficult at all, and it's not long. So just take maybe piece by go. piece. I I mean if you if you all pick it up, anybody out there. Let me know. I just want to celebrate. Don't worry, guys. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. You can get it for free uh, online. Yep. Um, anyway, just lift that up. Wasn't wasn't um, Wesley um, influenced by that book? Wesley was influenced by lots of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. Sounds good. Well, uh, Podicumans, the community out there, we love you. We're grateful for you. And until next time, y'all have a great day, and we will talk to you later. As we end this episode, we will have all the links mentioned in the episode, particularly those links pertaining to the John Wesley Institute and the document, The Faith Once Delivered, available uh, in our show notes. That uh, document, The Faith Once Delivered, is available for free download, so just click on that link and go download it, and you will have that resource. It's fantastic. Uh, Be sure to hit us up on social media, at Podakesis is where you can find us. You can find us on our website, podakesis.podbean.com and you can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. So share us with your friends and tell them just to find us wherever. You can leave us a voicemail uh, 404-635-6679 or leave us an email questions at podakesis.com and as always leave us a five star rating and review on Apple iTunes which helps us out there. We greatly appreciate it and we greatly appreciate you. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Have a good one, and God bless.